With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The opening bell. And for the first time joining us for the opening bell, we'll introduce him to kick off proceedings, Tommy Haylock. Good morning to you, Tommy. Good morning, Gareth. Good morning to everyone out there. Yes, uh, the sun is shining, and as you said, it is a good winter's race day ahead. I look forward to dissecting it all with you in the next hour, Gareth. And Mickey Gannon, it's hard to believe in the middle of winter, especially in Melbourne and Sydney, we're racing on a good four. It's outstanding to see, G. Morning, mate. And morning, uh, Tommy. A really fair track, some really good racing. And uh, it's a shame the rail's in seven metres at Rose Hill, but uh, could be a bit of an edge there for the punters. I look forward to getting into that one as well, G. Tommy Haylock, when we have a look at Caulfield, first of all, and it's Bletchingly Stakes Day, I still think, I remember growing up as a kid coming from country Victoria to Melbourne. Mum took me to the Bletchingly Stakes and it gave me a feeling, I know it was in the latter part of July, but it's nearly like the start of the spring for mine. It's uh, We see some of the better horses trialling this week and we get the Bletchingly underway. And I think it's the start of the, a little bit of the, the carnival kicking off, especially at, at the Heath for the MRC because... Um, before you know it, we'll have those wait for age group one races not far away over the, the 1,400 metres like the Memsey. Yes, yeah, but on, especially when the sun's shining, Gareth. That makes it a bit more spring-like. Um, it's a beautiful day in Victoria. The rail out six metres of Caulfield. Uh, and the Bletching Lady, obviously a good group three race. So we're back to group racing, and it does look a good race. I'm, it's always an exciting time of year, G, because the good horses start trialling again. And when that happens, you know uh, the spring is very close. So... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good day of racing. The Westernly looks a, a really good race, and I know uh, Gano's had a close look at it as well. Let's start with this Caulfield meeting, Gatto. When you have a look at the prices here throughout the day, there's a lot of well-back favourites here. It could just be an absolute dead-set fill-up for the punters. Yeah, it could go one way or another, depending on how the track plays. A lot of these uh, short price runners, do they sort of get back and run on type. So I'd be really interested to see, see how Tommy thinks the track will play. I think it's been pretty fair of late. Speed will probably determine uh, how they go. But yeah, it could be uh, rocks or diamonds for the punters today, G. I think it would be an even track, Tommy, looking at the history there at Caulfield. Six metres, I think. I think that I think you want to be getting off the fence towards the back end of the day. Your thoughts there? Yeah, wind has such a huge impact at Caulfield now. We've got it. Yeah. I just went for a walk earlier, G. I was up bright and early. Um, no wind to speak of at the moment, but it is kicking up to a northwesterly 15 to 20 um, kilometres per hour later in the middle of the day. So uh, if that kicks up, you might want to get off the fence and cover um, may come into play later in the day. But um, especially when you see westerlies when, from the shoot starts, if you're blowing a, a gale into the headwind there from the shoots, Cover is important, but I think um, the way the track's uh, playing with the, the rail in six and the way it's played of late, I think you'll be looking for a, a fair surface. Um, notice yeah. advantage to be up on speed, and then later in the day, um, they might get a bit further away from the fence and be able to run on. But um, I'd focus more on, on those up speed, and, and speed is talent, and those yeah. up on pace early. And I know Gano touched on a few favourites that might get back, so that's an interesting one. And I think when I have a chat to the to the track boys and analysing track patterns um, throughout the years, 
I think the best advice that I've ever got is that if you watch the wind conditions play, you, you, you hit the nail on the head for mine there, Tommy. Wind conditions are so crucial. Like wind conditions can change mid-meeting. And I learned that quickly in Perth, especially towards the, the <laughs> back end of the meeting. Like you can have horses dead set fence and just dominate up pace. And then all of a sudden the Fremantle doctor kicks in and you do not want to be up front. The perfect example for that was in the winter bottom last year. Yeah, yeah, all the horses on the pace, um, they they fell in a hole as they spun for home, and then you had horses like Pulele and the like sweeping out wide. So it happens a lot at Flemington, I think, with the track pattern when the wind picks up. And my advice from Liam O'Keefe and the track curators out there and some from pro punters is that when the wind conditions get above 20 Ks, that's when it can play havoc um, regarding the track pattern. Anything under 20 Ks, I think sometimes it can confuse us a little bit. So that's what I go on. And it'll be interesting to see how Caulfield plays today. But let's analyse a few of these markets. And it's always fascinating, Mickey Gaddon, for the to, the two-year-olds kicking off proceedings. And it's fascinating at this time of the year because a lot of the connections are wanting to win these two-year-old races, especially in town, before the end of the season. And there's not too many opportunities left for the three-year-olds as well. Um, and we've got a horse like Wolfie that Nick Ryan gave a good push for. And Kath Coleman was all over a couple of her horses, along with Peter Moody, of course. Sensical for Damien Oliver and Amigo, who gets an inside gate. And they tell me they'll ride Amigo a little bit more aggressively today as well. So how do you analyse the markets in the first at Caulfield here, Mickey? Yeah, really interesting, Gio. Wolfie's on a drift, um, surprisingly. But I wouldn't... Uh especially given the push that Nick Ryan's given it. What I suggest is watch the betting for this horse late. It could get out to like $6 and then they could just go whack um, and could be, you know, could potentially start anywhere as close to $4, just the way that they bet with this stable. Sensical's a horse, I think, that will actually probably um, firm closer to jump time as well. And the rest of them, uh, yeah, don't have any firm opinion on where they're going to go, Tommy. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. I was surprised to see, given the way Wolfie's jumped out in, in the trials and the way the stable are talking about it, as soon as markets open, drifted significantly. So That's um, a concern I, for me, Tommy. That's a big concern yeah. for me, especially oh. from that yard. Yeah, so the, the betting late, um, particularly if that yard is uh, crucial here, if it does get out to $6, $6.50, if we're getting out further in the last 20 minutes of betting, uh, especially the last five or so, I you can almost put a pen through this horse. That's the way, and the parade obviously is going to be important. It's a get back runner, so that's that's key as well. So probably gets back in the first race, and I, you want to see market support from this stable. So watch late. Um, I'm not too concerned, Gareth. I think it might be the map people that have just okay. focused on the map early um, because it is a get back runner. But um, the last fifteen to twenty minutes is going to be crucial there. It has had the most um, money traded on the exchange so far. Okay, so what's that mean? That's a good point, Tommy, with your work there with the exchange. So when when you look at the exchange early doors, how much does that influence the markets with the other corporates? Yeah, it's almost the um, opposite. So a lot of corporates can bet back if they're holding big bets early at the, the 9am after minimum bet laws, so okay. they can actually bet back on these runners. The most money traded, um, it basically means there's probably differing opinions unless there's a significant firmer. So someone's obviously got to lay the bet and someone's got to take the bet. Um, so there's a bit of a divisive horse, Wolfie, and that's probably to do with the, the pattern and expected to get back in the run. So do we learn anything from the early markets in this first race, lads? Do you want to be on anything or it's just a wait and see, Tommy? 
I'm I'm keen to be with Wolfie here. Um, okay. I think he I think uh, can overcome uh, the track potentially and, and getting back. And I've loved uh, what this horse has done. Um, this Colt's done at the the jump outs, um, but I'm going to bet late if you bet. It's as simple as that. Don't bet now. Bet the last yeah. five minutes because if it's out to $7, you may as well not have a ticket and I don't want to be on. Um, you can have a smaller bet just for peace of mind. But, um, yeah, I just the stable love betting late. And if the money comes late, if it's sixes into fives or four fifty, if it starts anywhere near four, I'll be um, having a, a bet on it. So there you go. If you like Wolfie, you just watch the betting. And if they're backing it, you bet. If they don't, you don't bet. It's as simple as that. Mickey Gaddon, second and third races. Good luck playing there. King's crossing the favourite in that three-year-old contest. <laughs> and if Rolls has been up longer than um, – um, I'm trying to – I was going to insult someone. So <laughs> Stonehenge. Uh, don't. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes you've got to be careful. Rolls has been up for a long, long time. But Matty Raymond says – he just keeps on impressing her. And win, lose, or draw today. This is the, the, the final race before he goes out for a well-deserved break, the Warnable Cup winner. Um, but I can't play in those two races. Does the market tell us anything there, Mickey Gannon? Uh, I don't see a whole lot going on here, G. But what, no. what I'd be happy to be is against Rolls. I just don't think this is the ideal setup. Last week yeah. was on a heavy track. Uh, I'm very happy to be against Rolls. Tommy? Is he out enough? That's the question. He's been up for so yeah. long. He's had grand finals. Um, the, the advantage is that he's map positive. Um, so he won't be far away and run um, from a nice barrier. But interesting to see how the track plays in the first couple of races. But I'm staying out. Now, Ollie, Ollie's back from holidays. Our panellist, he's a dead set superstar. He's been tanning himself at Hawaii. So I can't see him at the moment. But, Ollie, I'm going, can we play number two, which is a grab from Catherine Coleman talking about Molly Nickers? In his fourth race at Caulfield, when we had a chat to Catherine, Molly Nichols was around two dollars eighty. Now the Nichols has just been backed off the map into a dollar ninety with pickle bet in most markets. Let's hear what Catherine Coleman had to say about Molly Nichols today. I think um, stepping up to fourteen hundred meters tomorrow, oh, Saturday will definitely suit her rather than the twelve hundred first up. But um, she's come on really well since that run. She looks super. Work on Tuesday was really good and. Um, sort of indicated to us that she's come on from that run. So, yeah, she goes there in very good order. So after that interview towards the end, I say I said to, to Catherine, like I always do, what's the best for the Coleman slash Moody camp? And without hesitation, she said Molly Nickers, really. So, And, and Mickey Gaddon ever since then, geez, it's been some go on Molly Nickers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's nearly the best back galloper all day at Caulfield so far. Yeah, you're spot on, G. Relentless money for Molly Nickers. Sort of uh, flattened out a bit now. Uh, I tell you what, though, I'd be surprised if there's any more money for it. Like, I, I've got it rated a dollar sixty on what it's done, but then you go barrier one, it's going to get back. It could be in strike. I could see it probably starting closer to two dollars, Tommy. Yeah, the weighted average price in the exchange is currently two dollars twenty-two. So um, you're shorter than that now, which suggests that this horse has been well backed. Barrier one's going to be interesting. Obviously, we've got three races ahead of this. See what the fence is doing before you're playing. But um, the market says yes, and the money says yes. So um looks mighty hard to beat. Yeah, $1.90 with Pickle Bet. And um, she's $1.90 with everybody, basically. So it's been some go on that particular galloper for the informed Moody slash Coleman camp these days. Catherine Coleman will be on the ticket with Peter Moody at the start of the new season, which isn't far away. Let's have a look at race number five there at Caulfield today. 
Um, this is another interesting race. There's been a few horses that have had a little bit of backing. Well, Vader's the interesting runner for mine here, Tommy. I'd be fascinated to see what the market's done. It's been impressive, this campaign, but that's been on rain effect and going. Gets a good track today. Do the punters still want to go with more Vader because of the conditions? Yeah, it's been steady enough. Um, obviously, it brings winning form into this, a good barrier. Uh, looks to get a nice run. Uh, it's, it hasn't been a lot of movement, to be honest. Cuban Links had a bit of early support up the top there. Um, drawn by our eight for Billy Egan, drew a win off two minor placings. But um, I think the punters are a bit gun It looks a very open race, Gano. Yeah, spot on, Tommy. Don't see much going on in the markets here at all. Um, and, and to be honest, I think they're just uh, throwing the confetti in the air and see where it lands. Probably last 10, 15 minutes will tell the story here. Question from one of our listeners. Hey, boys, with the Blue Army having so many short faves, are they worth backing? What's the Blue Army's win percentage in Melbourne on Saturdays? That's from Danny from Berwick. Um, or Berwick, I should say. Now, Kin's the horse that's been heavily supported, a little bit like Molly Nickers. Um Kins into an odds-on favourite now. For Cadolphin, Selene Gordry takes the ride. What are we doing here, Mickey? Do we? I know you're keen on Kim. What price have you marked this galloper? And would you be taking a dollar eighty-five as we speak? Yeah, don't fall off your chair here, G. But I had Kim marked a dollar fifty, and okay. I suggest well, that's that dollar eighty-five is still value. And the scratching is just make it a little bit easier because Kim can now. Just be a little bit closer. She has a superior turn of foot. She's a superior horse here. She's a you know group three level horse. She'll be winning a group race at some stage in her career. And uh, she should be far too good for these. I suggest she should start closer to probably $1.60. Tommy? Yeah, that'll have to do with the way the track plays, can I? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, get back runner. If um, you come out and see a few leaders win early, the market might be slightly against you. You might get closer to $2 there. But if it's track's fair and they're getting off fence, um, She'll be very, very short. My little concern with Ken, and I see this, we talk about um, the question in, uh, was Godolphin Runners and the Blue Army yep. uh, in Melbourne. I, I do have a little reservation backing Godolphin horses later in preps, particularly in Melbourne. So um, you see this it's early parts of the spring, they're, they're firing all cylinders um, all, on all cylinders and, they're going up up and about in Sydney and then they get to Melbourne and they've had a few runs and they've had their grand finals. So I, I do like Godolphin best fresh, um, first and second up. That's a little theory I've got. So the Kin's obviously having its fifth run this campaign now off a win. It's hard to be against her on the, the dominant win last day at Caulfield. So I don't really want to be against her at the price, but I'm not too keen to step in either. So it'd be interesting to see where she gets to, Ken. That's an interesting point you make about Godolphin horses deep in a preparation. Um, and we've got Varvia about to have a chat about who will be going around as the favourite in race number seven there at Caulfield this afternoon. We'll talk about that race straight after this break here on Winners. This is the opening bell, Gareth Hall, Tommy Haylock, Mickey Gannon with you. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota and also Pickle Bet. Don't go anywhere. We'll have a look at the back end of that Caulfield card with the markets and we'll analyze especially the bletchingly and then we'll take a look at rose hill this afternoon and go through the markets there kilmore toyota home of toyota hilux 4x4 and 4x2 ready when you are kilmoretoyota.com.au live across australia on sen track this is winners with gareth hall Welcome back to Winners. This is the opening bell. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au. 
www.caulfield.com.au and also Picklebet. And we're analysing the markets for the opening bell at Caulfield, first of all, with Tommy Haylock and Mickey Gaddon. You can join the conversation anytime you want, 0499. 736 Question from Jerry says, Tommy, can we get out of the, the cricket with a draw? Is there any possibility the rain comes? What are you hearing from the UK? Well, well the market says it's going to be torrential. So um, England are out to $2.70 despite holding a commanding position. So uh, the draw at $1.40-ish, it looks like it's going to rain all day today. Fingers crossed. That's what we're hoping for. So if it rains all day today, then we've got still two more days. We're still 160-odd or whatever we're behind with, what, six wickets in hand. So they probably only need, what, 30, 40 overs at us in those conditions. Yes. Don't say that, Gareth. We're, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd be backing England um, at the moment because I agree. Um, we've bat deep this uh, the way we've gone with selection, but um, the forecast doesn't look good. So that's what we're hoping for. Yep, it'll be an interesting couple of days as we pray for rain, basically. You don't want to win the Ashes like that, but... Um, yeah, you do. You win it anyway. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll take it. Now, let's have a look at race number seven at Caulfield today. Um, what price would you back Favia at, Mickey Gaddon? Uh, another one, another shorty, and this is probably the best shorty of the day here. I've got a mark dollar ninety. I think she was sensational. Granted, it was against her own sex. She's now got to go... Um, take on the Geldings this time, but she's really good in a recent jump out and her win last start was phenomenal. Barrier 7 today, you got Blake Shin aboard. Now, it's worth noting, I think we had a few questions on the uh, weekend preview of, you know, where's this horse going to get to? Well, last preparation, end of last preparation, she actually led at Rose Hill 1,200 metres, which is not an easy uh, starting point to find the front from Barrier 6. So she's got a bit of early toe as well. She doesn't have to be back near last like she was last time. I, I suggest that she'll sit on speed and give her a huge sight. And I reckon G probably going to get closer to uh, $2.10 come jump time, Tommy. Okay. Gee, you're a price aggressively, Gano. Um, you are, haven't you? Yeah. You've you got the Jimmy Cummings. Yep. Well, I'm glad I'm not your book. You're not, you're not my bookmaker today, then, Mickey Gaddon, because well, it's worry, sort of boys, like I've, I've bet. I've yeah. bet. Don't you worry about <laughs> that. Sounds, sounds like it. it. I'm betting as well. Um, because just yeah, on please. that, Tommy. Just on that. So, yeah. so Mickey Gaddon, you've done the the form. You've analysed. You've done your own prices. So when we talk about value, and this is not for everybody. We we might we most of us don't have enough time to. Um, do the form and then do our own prices. So we're relying on people like you. So when you analyze these fields and you put down, say, Varvia is a dollar ninety and it's two fifty, that's value, basically. So that's a that's a that's a that's a chips all in type of situation. That's a lot of value. Yes. It's a lot of value. Yeah, spot on G. And look, it, it's it's borderline impossible if you're sitting at home trying to make make your own market to a hundred percent just on a pen and paper. So, you know, you do need some systems in place to help you with that, you know, working off ratings and lengths and margins and things like that. So it's a bit of an advantage. But, yeah, spot on, G. If you're marking something $1.90 and it's $2.50, that's a great bet. Tommy, take it away. Yeah, it's, it's firm 4% um, on the corporates uh, via, via. Uh, holding a little bit of money on the exchange. Um, looks like it's firmed a little bit this morning on the exchange as well. So the market's there. Um Again, Godolphin run deep in prep, so I'm not too keen. I might jump on Gano's um, bandwagon there and, and take the 260, 270, because if Gano's right, it's going to start much shorter. What about this feature event, the Bletchingley Group 3? And um, we've got 
ingratiating around $4.40 with Pickle Bet and most other shops. General Bowes had a little bit of support. Nick Ryan gave a good push for regards Marie. Memphis been easy and then it's our times favourite, three fifty. Good luck here. And there's a couple of questions coming through from our Tassie friends. Um, what do you lads think of the chances of Alpine Wolf for Barry Campbell and Daniel Gannon gets an opportunity here in Melbourne today? Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, I think the market's got Alpine Wolf spot on around that $14 mark. That's fair enough. I had a price around that. I found it very hard. To, this, is a, this is a race that I just struggle with. And I, I, I thought there wasn't a whole lot between Nemeth and It's Our Time. It's Our Time has been very, very well supported now um, and, and Nemeth on the drift. So obviously there's probably got a lot to do with the SP um, profile from last start, but still couldn't go past Nemeth, even though it was out in front, did its best work there. I don't think there's a whole lot between the two of them. I think ingratiating will know how good this horse is going um, in the last sort of five minutes if, if they um, if they come for it because ingratiating is clearly the best horse in the race. But uh, who knows? They, they reckon it was um, didn't handle the soft going last start. It was shifty going, but it's, it's career peaks coming on a heavy 10. So it's completely grayed me up. Tommy, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, that old chestnut is hard with the sticky kind of surfaces. Sometimes horses go better on heavy 10s than a, a soft six or seven. So... Um, really interesting one there. Tongue tie on ingratiating as well, which is um, for the first time. So that might suggest that there was an issue there first up as well. I I have a little bit of a query about the two favourites. So, um, it's our time and Nemeth here at Caulfield. Nemeth's never run at Caulfield. It's our time's never won at Caulfield. Um, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. If the money comes for ingratiating, that's where I want to be. Uh, and I think it will. I think this horse might um, have a little bit of support late and I'm happy to have ingratiating on top. Okay, so what's the market there in the Blessing Lee? It's a difficult race, but if it comes for the Blue Army and ingratiating, and I would imagine if Varvia and Kin get up, it'll start at odds on favourite um, ingratiating <laughs> today. So what's the market there? I can't recall, I don't know about you, Tommy, and I don't know what the exchange is doing here, but another odds on favourite with Pickle Bet, $1.80 St. Lawrence. There's going to be maybe three or four odds on favourites at Caulfield today. It's like the trots. Yeah, Gano's got a mark all marked to dollar forty two. So yes, <laughs> make, make well, or break. Is, this is one I don't have marked to dollar forty, but geez, okay. they absolutely come for it. St. Lawrence, you got the, the, the uh, what a kilo and a half claim there for Carleen. You've drawn barrier one from the fourteen hundred meters start, which is just ticking all the boxes. But then we talked earlier, you know, late in the day, is that where you want to be? Uh, I I couldn't possibly get this horse at dollar seventy, Tommy. The market is, um, this is probably the most traded runner on the day on the exchange so far this morning. Um, obviously, short prices tend to lend themselves to the most activity, but uh, a few people are keen to be against and a few people are strongly in the, the camp of St. Lawrence. So I'm not sure what the market does. The um, the average price um, is about $2, so it has firmed uh, $1.75 on the exchange. So the money's come, but it's um, been a fair go. Interesting, you make a great point about barrier one late in the day. So with the exchange, how much money in the pools at the moment, Tommy? When like I, I know that when did when do these pools start to build and you can get a real good guide or if, if that's going to play and give us any patterns on, on how the afternoon's going to go? Melbourne's probably a, a better guide to Sydney given the, the way the fee structure is. So it tends yeah. to be more um more money. So I could tell you that um so Lawrence has had close to $20,000 matched at the moment, and that holds 97% of all market money on this race. Okay. Um, that's, how, that's how divisive this horse has been.
All right, then 9.34. So it's going to be interesting today at Caulfield. So basically like Wolfie in the first, if the money comes for that gallop, you bet if it doesn't, you stay out. Um, maybe you wait if you like Molly Nickers in race number four. Um, St. Lawrence will be interesting, that final event. The Bletchingly ingratiating, I think the lads, if the money comes for that galloper, you jump on the bandwagon there. And we're expecting horses like Varvi to be a lot shorter than it is as we speak. It's currently at $2.50. Um, 9.34, let's take the – yes, Tommy, just before we take the oh, news. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say really quickly, what happens with these favourites late is going to be telling. Um, I'll be backing yep. late um, and watching the market Patience. the last five minutes. Yeah, so if you're playing football today – and you're having a punt, it's a difficult one. So this is what my advice would be. You go to your trusty um, punting mate at the footy club and you just tell them that if this is the situation, you watch the races up to a couple of minutes out, if they're backing Wolfie or you like something a little later on, you just give them some advice and then you tell the, the story at the three-quarter time huddle. You, got to, you, you can't put your bets on too early today. That's my advice. Um, 9.35, let's take the news. Sydney today, Mickey Gannon and Tommy Haylock. I know you both love Sydney. Rose Hill, the rail is out seven metres on a good four. Um, on pace, looks to be the advantage. We'll quickly go through these races. The first race, Mickey G, is there any um, is there any moves for any of these gallopers that we should take note? Yeah, Diamond Diesel has been well supported and so it should be. It was very, very good last start. Gets absolutely uh, run of the race stuff here again from Barrier 3. They can lead, sit leaders back, whatever they want to do here. I'd be surprised if it starts with a three in front of it. I've got it uh, marked $2.90. I think that's where it's going to start, Tommy. Yeah, I'm never really confident in um, midways, but I totally agree with you. The market will come for these runners. It'll find the fence. I think the fence will be the place to be at Rose Hill. And leading behind lead um, is probably A+. And that's where Diamond Diesel gets to. Probably um, finds the perfect position in run. The market is honed in. It's firm 6% currently at all corporates. So... Uh, I, I think he's run well in midways before. He's coming off a midway win. He's going to be mighty hard to beat in the first, and the market says as much. Let's have a look at the second race here and just having a look at the betting for race number two at uh, Rose Hill. And you've got a horse that um, everybody wants to tip in a way, and that is Tayomina for Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse. $2.40 with pickle bet in most other shops. Before we get your thoughts on this market, Lads, let's hear what Adrian Bott had to say about his filly by Written Tycoon, who was pretty impressive on debut. No, she's in great, she's in great shape. Um, it was an excellent debut from a um, you know, real professional performance there, and you know, certainly open to a, a bit of improvement. I, I think she'll sort of be more um, more comfortable and more suited in the conditions. But she, um, yeah, I think she's a smart filly with the, certainly with a bit of upside. So um, that's a good push there from Adrian Bott. She'll probably start favourite. Inhibitions, have they come for that? Godolphin Gallop. I know Dean Watling was keen on inhibitions as well today. They have, yeah, firmed considerably um, inhibitions and, and gets that inside barrier, so that's key. Will be handy enough. Um, the market's really honed in, as we predicted, Gano, um, the way the track's played. So it's risking Fukubana, uh, or Fukubana and got inhibitions really well supported into about that $3.60 mark and Taumino finds the front leads um, and will be mighty hard to hold off. I think one of those two will win. I'm a bit disappointed because I've missed the price a little bit. I've had a bet, but not enough on both of these. And I'll be heavily focusing, and uh, as the market is already, on numbers one and 10 in race two. Mickey G? Yeah, clear it. 
Clear race in 2G. I think we nailed that in the weekend preview. I think Tam Warner is probably the yeah. horse that's going to roll forward. It, it, it will lead. There's no there's no doubt in my mind that um, this horse will be leading. I think Inhibition's got out to 1,600 metres last uh, preparation. <clears throat> so I suggest that they probably, you know, won't be just um, handlebars down this time around. It, it sort of fl- flopped out in the last in the trial as well. I had it marked uh, leaders back, and it's a clear race in two. So there's your exact 10-1. If you've got to play Quinella's 10-1, and you, you could still back them both for a profit. I, I just can't see anything else winning, although Fukubana's a, a quality horse, just has uh, a very, very uh, poor map this time, and it's a horse you probably want to follow out the 1,600 metres. Lads, let's move on to the highway. Are any of the country trainers backing their horses here, or do we move on? We'll start with you, Mickey G. Yeah, a bit of money for Eaglemont, and no surprise. Um, it's, it's been competitive in um, you know BM70 sort of grade, uh, and draws Barrier One. Zach Lloyd kill on a half. If he, if this can land three pairs back the rails, it's it's a really really good bet. If it goes any further back than that, then you're in a bit of strife. But you just got to trust them, and they are trusting that Zach's going to put this in a good spot. There's been good money for it, Tommy. Yeah, another one for Barrier One that the money's come. Best weighted horse in the country um, at the set weights. Um, uh, 82 benchmark horse with the claim for Zach Lloyd, who's riding superbly, um, gets in very, very well off the weights. Just a matter if he's um, a horse or not. But um, yeah, that's why the market's come for him. All right, then, boys, we'll have a look at one more race before we take a break. Man Behind the Money is an interesting galloper um, for the Annabelle Nisham camp. Lloyd claims here it's been well supported as well. Is that how you read the market here, Tommy? Yeah, firmed 11% this morning. Uh, Man Behind the Money looked hard to beat. Um, Interesting where man behind the money gets to um, outside lead. So United probably kicks up. So that's a little query. If fence is clear, advantageous um, come the first three races, I, I wonder what the market does there late, Gunnar. Uh, I think that they'll just keep coming for So United and that gap will close between man behind the money and So United. You're getting, gee, you know, still finding around the $7 mark, So United. That's just a great each way play because I can't see it running anything outside the top three. Gee. All right, lads, we'll take a quick break. This is winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota and also Picklebet. On the other side of it, we'll analyse the second half of the meeting at Rose Hill. Take your questions, keep them flowing in, 0499 736 736. And we might touch on some of the better back gallopers in Adelaide, Brisbane and also Perth on this Saturday. Ready to help you test drive your next Toyota. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Here with Gareth Hall, Tommy Haylock, Mickey Gannon for Winners. It's the opening bell. Let's run through this latter half of the card at Rose Hill, lads. Um, what are we seeing in race number five on the program? We've got Brudenell, who looks tough to beat on pace, makes his own luck for Chris Lees, and Timmy Clark rides. Chris Lees gave him a good push on Thursday for Stable Mail as well. Mickey Gannon, what's the market doing here? Yeah, some key scratchings here that's really um, gone in the favour of Brudenell here, G, and it's been uh, clearly very well back to best supported run in the race. Water Goes has been good money for Water Goes as well. Uh, interestingly enough, I actually thought O Tycoon is probably the better of those two. Um, Bjorn Baker uh, horses maps better and that uh, gets him better at the weights. Tommy? Yeah, I don't think there's too many dangers to the favourite here, Brunel. The market's um, come for it with the scratchings, as Gano said, it just gets complete control out in front. The main danger, um, probably on a fair track, would be Guevara, uh, but this map negative gets back to last. So if we do see. 
uh, the first three or four races come out and it's favouring those on speed on the fence, the money will just continue to come for Brudenell. I'd be betting now. I have done already. Um, I think it's going to be mighty hard to beat. All right, good push for Brudenell there. What about in race number six over the 1,200 metres? It's This is a tough race to kick off the quaddy. Is the market telling us anything early doors here, Mickey Gannon? Yeah, they want to keep backing Wave Rider Boy, and okay. uh, I'm torn because Wave Rider Boy is probably the, the the best horse in the race by a length or two here, and it's got the worst map. That Rose Hill 1200 meters from the wide barrier, I, I'm happy to be against it. What I suggest is that it's probably reached this level now, and it will start drifting. Uh, I can't see it going any other way once we start seeing this track playing um, on pace and and rails, Tommy. It's going to be interesting if we're all wrong and it's the first race or for second race they come out and <laughs> make ground on the outside. But that's going to be a really interesting market watch because the market has honed in on those up on speed generally. But Waverider Boy, look at the Racing New South Wales map. It's got three wide lasts. So uh, where does it get to from the barriers? It's going to be a real track watch, this horse. Um, yeah, obviously flying. It's got beaten by Brunel two back and Brunel comes out and wins again at the Franks and Firm. Form further. She's a nice filly. Uh, I'm with Gano. I think she has to drift a little bit, um, especially if we come out and see a few leaders win. Tell me this then, lads. You're talking about map horses and they're being well supported, even though that you don't think that the map will suit them. Charlton Lane is one of those, you would imagine. It's been heavily supported once again. What price will it start? Tommy Haylock. Yeah, good question. Um, it's very short and uh, probably entitled to be favourite here. Um, what the map does, Colette, Jeremy, he has a habit of fighting the fence, um, even from outside barriers. So he hunts the fence. Um, really interesting jockey booking, obviously, barrier one last start um, and Colette. So gets to eight now. I, I again, it's going to be um, really interesting what the market does with him here, depending on results earlier in the day. $2.10-ish at the moment, firm significantly since markets opened and rightly so, going to. Look, we've talked about this over and over again, G. Charlton Lane's clearly the best horse in the race, has the most upside, but that's a horrible draw. It's a horrible map. And you're taking $2 on a track that we're expecting to suit up and in. So it's you can't possibly take that. Maybe if it got out, drifted out to sort of $2.80, you could probably bet it again. But I think the horse here that they're going to come for, we know will conquer. It was a bit slow out last start. If they can just, just jump with them, I know it's easy to say. Uh, it's going to land in a really good spot, and I think it's going to start single figures. Noble Conqueror. Conqueror. It's just hard. It's hard, you know, because all the good map horses aren't that good in this race. So mm. <laughs> it's hard mm. to see what the market's mm. going to do here, uh, Gareth. Yeah, it will be. I think it's nearly one of the most fascinating betting races all day, that race there in Sydney. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back for the final part of the opening bell and preview, of course, the two feature races in Sydney, the July Sprint and the Winter's Challenge. Kilmore Toyota, home of Toyota Hilux 4x4 and 4x2. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Love our friends at Kilmore Toyota and also Pickle Bet for winners and the opening bell. The winner challenge is the feature race. In Sydney this afternoon, Samana, the filly's looking for black type. She takes on the older horses. She gains a start here. Mickey Gannon, what price would you take for her? Uh, yeah, I had a clear, mark clearly on top here. I think this $3.40 is 
it would be a fair price that you're getting around the three dollars sixty now. So, uh, good bet. Maps pretty well. Rolls forward. Uh, it and Resonator roll forward, and they they probably uh, seem to be the two there. Hosier underneath and Ruby Tuesday to push forward. Oh, let's see a whole lot of pressure there. So I think they'll just keep coming for uh, Samana and for Resonator, Tommy. Yeah, you're spot on. Uh, they're the two horses that roll out in front. Brooksby, um pretty average last start. She paraded um, well. Oh, she's, is she out? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think the two up on speed, um, Resonator and Samana, probably look the key focus. Resonator will lead and hold out Samana. So if the fence is advantageous, that's the only little query. I've got Samana, um, clear favourite. So um, horse to beat. Omni-Man backs up superbly, doesn't he? And he's in a rich vein of form. Can he do it again? You'd hope so, Gareth, because he's seven yeah. three starts in two and a half weeks. So any other stable you might be slightly concerned, Gunnar? Yeah, any, any other stable you'd be a little bit nervous. But uh, uh, look, Body's doing a fine job there with Gay and uh, suggests Omni-Man rolls forward. Barry 11, well, well, was Barry 11. Now we're talking Barry 9 here. A couple of scratchings. Um Rubiquitous, how do we Rubiquitous? Yeah. How are we going there, boys? Rubiquitous. For this. Rubiquitous. Rubiquitous. Get a coffee Your in tongue... here, Gano. Oh, tongue tie off. I've got to lift my game better. I think Omni Man controls tempo. Rachel from comes across. I think Sweet Rides another horse that will roll forward as well. Uh, they're the two I reckon they'll come for, Tommy. All right. Yeah. I, Sorry, Tommy. I agree. I think she. I think he's going to be mighty hard to beat. You roll forward and um, tick so many boxes. Yep. Got about thirty seconds left, boys. Um, and we'll keep you for after the news, but are they backing anything in the last? Gano? Yeah, Kalino. The money just continues to come for Kalino now. He's out, Bonneville's had some support as well, but I think Kalino's the one that'll start clear yeah. favourite and uh, one of the better bets of the day now after scratching. Tommy? Yeah, maps well. Drawn Barrier 3, yeah. I like the stable when they draw in, so that's why the money's come. Hey, there's a lot of text messages coming through you for you guys, so we'll get to those straight after the... 10 o'clock news, and we'll also get your specials on that Rose Hill card, Mickey Gannon and Tommy Haylock. So don't go anywhere. This is Winners. It's Saturday morning at 10 o'clock at news time. Kilmore Toyota. Personalise our used vehicles up to your spec. KilmoreToyota.com.au Live across Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Winners with Gareth Hall. Winners this Saturday morning, thanks to Picklebet and also Kilmore Toyota. A big hour coming up. We'll catch up with all of our experts ahead of a, a wonderful day and night of racing across the three codes. But we're still with the opening bell team of Tommy Haylock and also Mickey Gaddon. Text messages are flowing in. So, lads, I just got a question from uh, Tom. He wants to know, I've got a massive tip for the Stephen O'Day hoisted runner in that first race in Brisbane, and that horse's name, I'm just looking up now, Rich Minx. I'm looking at Pickle, but it's around $2.30 on the exchange, Tommy. What are they doing there in Brisbane, early doors with this debutante? I think Tommy's, Tommy's muted himself, himself but I'll tell you what, I'll take over, G. Um, yeah. I can tell you that Rich Minx has been very, very well supported, and I suspect yeah. it'll be continued to be well supported. I see it probably starting closer to $2 from what I'm seeing, Tommy. Yeah, clearly the horse of interest on the exchange as well. Um, actually drifted a little bit um, of late, but um, I don't know what the market's going to do, but I might take a good tip for that. 
Um, lads, I'm all over a horse called Portation, race number seven there at Morpheville. I know that Mitchie Lewis was keen on that gallop. I see that it's had some backing. Does that mean that's a good sign? Um, I think it is a good sign there, Mickey Gannon. Without, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, a good a good sign. And, uh, you know, Mitchie Lewis is a jet, so follow him in. All right, then some questions before we say goodbye. This is from Derek. Good morning, boys. Just wondering your thoughts on three horses at Caulfield in race. Um, Jamelody, Tea Leaves and Luna Rocks. Who wants to take it away? Mickey Gannon or no, Tommy Haylock, you can take this. Uh, I'll let Gannon go. He's had a closer look at Caulfield than me. Just trying to find the All races, right, G, if we can. Um... Well, Tea Leaves is in the second race or third race, the staying race. Third race. race. Third race. Tea leaves, uh, tea yeah. waters. Uh, yeah, tea, tea waters. waters sorry. I, think tea, I think tea waters is yeah. I wanted to be against rolls, and tea waters is the one I wanted to keep safe. So I, I think it'll start shorter. Four dollars sixty now. I'd suggest it'd be closer to four dollars. So happy to be with tea waters. What was the other one, G? Um, I just got to check these names. Luna rocks. Got to yep. be the old, the old, up against the old up against Kin. Gano's got Kin rated at a dollar twenty-five. So dollar um... <laughs> ten, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, I assume you're against. I assume you're against Luna Rocks, Gunner. Yeah, look, even up to its best, Luna Rocks, the best I could get get it marked is around eleven dollar mark, and uh, I just don't think it's anywhere near Kin's level. All right, lads, g'day, Gary. Thoughts on a couple of horses today? Windstorm resuming Caulfield, fascinating runner. Bob Peters always had a a massive boom on him, but he just needs to be hitting the line. It would be some training performance if he does win. Personally, I think ability wise, if you said to me. 12 months ago and you lined up these horses in a field like this, I would windstorm would be three or four lengths in front of most of these, but whether he can perform first up at Caulfield after that long layoff. And um, to be fair, they've been a little bit better, but the Cerise and White haven't fired for quite some time. I don't know if they've been cursed or not, but they just haven't yeah. been the same. Nine, the same 994 days is a, uh, a big risk, G, but uh, at his yeah. best, Windstorm would be there, uh, definitely there um, at a couple of markets. But yeah, the, the $20 yeah. mark is a very fair price. And Sean it's says all days. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry, Gareth. It's just interesting. We're talking about markets. Obviously, that's what the opening bell is about. Interesting what the, the big syndicates and teams do with horses off long, long layoffs. They've got everyone in the mounting yards and mounting yards key. So any little fluctuations you can find after they parade, um, especially on the exchange and then through the corporates later is key for horses like this. Um, next question, all day session as well at Belmont. You can, Sean, you can have all day session all you want. It's a money muncher. It's trained by one of my favorites in Ashley Maley, but it <laughs> is one of the worst horses I've ever come across all day session. <laughs> He's one of those pathetic thoroughbreds that travels on the bit and teases you all day long and de delivers silch. So, Sean. Have you been burned a couple of times, Gareth? I think Sean's a part owner, you, but that's all right. Yeah, you can have whatever you want um, on all day session with Gareth <laughs> Um, gee, listening to Gatto on pricing and market, is there a beginner's guide or basic tip someone can refer to if wanting to learn about pricing? Love the show. Good on your demo, Mickey. Um, Google it. Uh, I know Dan O'Sullivan's done an amazing am amount of work on that sort of stuff. So just Google Dan O'Sullivan pricing and I can you get a pretty good steer, Tommy. So yeah, jump on social yeah. media and ask me. Um, I've got a couple of resources I can look up for you. So basically people say, you do, do you do your markets to 100%? Yeah, well, you look, it sounds like you do yours to about 100, 150. Uh, yeah, 172. <laughs> he just wants a bet. Uh, um, so, yeah. Boys, I think geez, a... to tell you what, 
you're getting stuck in this morning. Well, I like it. Scary, I like your confidence, Um In fact, this is what I'll, this is from Tanya. Morning, boys. Loving the show. I don't have a question. I just wanted to know when is Hutchie getting Mickey on SEN track permanently? I just love his insight and humour. Please forward to Hutchie. We will do, Tanya. Um, you can, I'll send that text message over to... Um, you, you, um, you don't need to, Gareth. Every that? time you what's, mention Hutchie on air, he, he gets his phone lights up and he'll be tuning in. So, What's the show Hutchie's doing at the moment? Um, off the bench, that's it. Um, with pickers, of course. I'm glad you got that right. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> Morning, gents. If you get a horse, if you get a horse early at four dollars sixty, and it's my favourite show off the bench, by the way. Um, I listen <laughs> to the too. podcast all the time. What's a good price then to lay off? What was the question again? So, if you get four sixty, what's a good price to to lay off? Dollar thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, it all depends on how much a how much you have on it and what your yeah. bank is. And like, you, there's people out there that will back something at four dollars sixty and trade out at four dollars fifty. Um, so it all depends on confidence and whether you're actually um, and what price you've got that horse rated. You might have it at rated four dollars. You take the four dollars sixty, it gets into three ninety. Then you're taking unders, so you can lay off and hedge a bit that way. I don't lay off. You don't, if you, you get the great price, you just ride that wave, Shannon. But if you want to play the game, and people like playing the stock market type of game that racing can, um, when you can try and beat the SP, get the early price, and then lay off. But it's harder said than done. Um, yeah, it's the best way now, to go grey and lose all your hair doing that, G. Fair yeah. income. Oh, now, I'm with Mickey you. Gun, the over's gone. Yes. What's your best at Rose Hill, Mickey G? We'll get, we've got my pen ready to go, and we'll get yours after that, Tommy Haylock. Yeah, this is a great meeting. I just can't wait to sit back and watch this and, and uh, chip away at the card. But we're going to kick off in the first race, one number three, Diamond Diesel. And then we're going to go to the last race, 10, number four, Kalina. I'm going to back them both. I'm very, very keen. Tommy? Yeah, if it wasn't a midway, I'd be very keen Diamond Diesel as well. But I've made that a special. My best is Brudnell. Just gets complete control, rolls out the front. I just Favourites and then there's favourites. This favourite has no negatives, no queries whatsoever. So... Um, happy to be with Brudenell, and I like Omni-Man. No reason to jump off. The ratings are really good. Um, obviously, no Passagiata here, but the, the runs over or further than 1,000 metres have all been on wet tracks aside from one 1,200-metre run. So a lot of people might be worried a little bit about the 1,100 metres, but on a firmer track, I think that's no issue whatsoever. So uh, they're both short, but they're both uh, map positive, both very hard to beat. Could be a day where it's just really too good to be true with a couple of well-back favourites. It does look easier than most Saturdays in a way with these well-back commodities like an Omni Man who stands out, Brudenell, um, those horses like Molly Nickers in Melbourne and Kin and the like. So let's hope the putting gods are on our side. Lads, it's been a lot, a lot of fun. Have you got anything out wide for us, Mickey G? No, nah, it would just be a bad day to be a bookie, I reckon, G. That's all i got for you. <laughs> all right, then. And a beer. I love it. Hey, um, boys, what about this? I know you love this, Tommy, just before you go. Don't take a chance. Go to Alamance. What's your jockey to watch at Rose Hill this afternoon? Uh, Zach Lloyd, probably. That's good. Yep. Um, Zach Lloyd's on a couple of really well-weighted horses. Obviously, he's got that uh, highway horse, but the claim, crucial this time of year. What about you, Mickey Gannon? Yeah, I'll just go the uh, the other option, uh, Dylan Gibbons. They're, they're going toe-to-toe, these two, and Dylan's got a ride on Saman, who's got a couple of good rides as well. So they both ride very well uh, up on speed, and it'll be really interesting to see uh, who takes out the apprentices uh, title there. Go on, get them, lads. Just, Appreciate your time. It's been just, a lot of fun. Just, 
really quickly on that, Tim Clark's another jockey because the Matt Positive, he rides leaders as well yes. as anyone in the country. So keep an eye on him. All right, then. Hey, just um, quickly, lads. Tommy Haylock, looking forward to listening to you tomorrow on SEN with Miles Fitzner. Um, All right, be good. Tune Sunday in, 11 o'clock. Yeah, let's hope Miles turns up. Thanks for that, Tommy. <laughs> good on you, Gannon.